0: Good morning, Sunday morning.
1: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Wrong Think Radio. I'm your host, Aaron, broadcasting from George Washington's boyhood home in Stafford, Virginia.
2: And I'm Alan, coming to you through the lovely and sunny greater Seattle metropolitan area.
1: This is Wrong Think Radio. This is our two-hour live show that we put on every single Sunday to make sense of what's going on in the world around you so you can figure out what's propaganda, what's actual fact, and uh, why crazy people on Twitter are saying dumb things. Uh, That's kind of the... (laughs) The ultimate way to break the entire show down, and there's a lot of great stuff to talk about. Uh, but mostly, uh, you know, we're we're really heading into crunch time when it comes to the midterms, and so I want everybody, when we're going through this type of information and what's going on, I want you to always keep in your mind that. Everything hinges on the fact that it is an election season. The actions that we're going to be seeing from different politicians and all of that are hinged on the fact that it is a midterm election that we are going into. The decisions that are being made, the statements that are being made are all about getting re-elected. And so a lot of that needs to be the focal point because there is some actually pretty scary stuff going on. Later on in the show, we're actually gonna be going through some of the whistleblower complaints that we've seen from the FBI about the political persecution that Alan and I have discussed for quite a long time coming out of the Department of Justice and the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Uh, And additionally, uh, a lot of other random politicized aspects of the Department of Justice and in a shock to literally nobody, uh, with Black Lives Matter and all this other nonsense that's been going on for a few years now, uh, justice in the United States of America is actually just a tool to for people uh, in Joe Biden's circle to go after their political opponents.
2: Yeah, exactly. So it's an I exciting mean, time.
1: It's pretty pretty simple. Um, one of the things I want to bring up, being a resident here in Virginia, is the fact that on Tuesday, uh, purportedly, there's going to be a massive walkout in schools oh, no. across Virginia to protest Glenn Youngkin's absolutely anti-LGBTQIA2S plus uh, legislation that will inform parents before teachers start grooming their children.
2: Well, that sounds uh, sounds like that sounds like something we should just allow with absolutely no repercussions and uh have absolutely no skepticism for it
1: yeah uh and of course, I'm being only minorly facetious here. This is being billed, and of course, I've heard chatter from high school students about it, how they're going to protest because, oh my gosh, they're just going after the LGBTQ, uh, you know, people, and the the community is being oppressed, and this is going to result in just hate and and terror. Uh, In reality, it's saying that schools can't just start calling a kid by different pronouns, and setting them up for gender transitions without the parents being informed, which I think is, I, I'm shocked that we're debating this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not trying to sound, I'm, I'm not trying to oversimplify. I am shocked that we are debating whether or, not ch- whether or not a child's parents should be informed before drastic decisions, and for that matter, uh, training, indoctrination, whatever, is being implemented on a child.
2: Right. And I think this is made makes this sort of thing that schools, schools taking this kind of responsibility is especially worrying because schools have an avenue to essentially legal action against parents. It's like if a parent says, I don't really think that my son is a girl, I think the school's making this up and I don't like it. There is a foreseeable chance that the school might say, well, we are calling social services because denying a child their chosen gender ideology is uh, considered child abuse and we're worried for the safety of this poor child. I think because schools can do that sort of thing and because schools can essentially activate the judicial bureaucracy of the state to come down on parents and strip them of their children, any amount of this is extremely worrying and it should be worrying to any parent
1: yeah and that's that's the shocking thing is like all this is and, and you know like not not to get too far into the weeds on it but all this really is is just parents should be notified before schools start just taking it upon themselves uh to go along with whatever you know a kid says right and right. at that same token we have seen instances where uh, public schools have attempted to go after parents for child abuse because they don't want uh, they, they do not support the idea of a gender transition in their child. And so that's not actually being affected here. Like understand what's really happening versus what what people may think is happening. This doesn't stop that ability of what Alan's talking about. These schools can still be wildly oppressive against parents using, you know, the arms of government and child protective services to basically force parents to have to go along with this nonsense or be accused of something like child abuse. Right. So at the same token, it's insane. It's just... This is more of the the strange position that Democrats have decided to take in mass, and I say Democrats, the entire Democrat party stands for this. I don't know a single Democrat who said this is too much. I don't know a single Democrat who's saying that this needs to not be uh, you know, common cause in in the United States. And so this has to be entirely the Democrat Party with the inclusion of uh, the teachers' unions. This is entirely the another step in the direction of the schools, and by extension, the state being able to make decisions for your children without your advisement or without your approval.
2: Right. And this is coming and, from the same people that constantly talk about how we need to raise children differently, how we need to abolish the family, how all of these... You know bad your ir- regressive ideas people get from home need to be excised by teachers in the schools and when, when though when the people that are saying that sort of thing had any interest in what children think or believe and how to essentially manipulate any of that i get understandably very concerned i think everyone should be very concerned watching how the teachers unions responded to covid watching how they toe the line with the democrat party watching how they push things like crt i think it can be recently stated that any of this is all designed to have a negative impact on children's long-term health and well-being because that is the goal. The goal is to hurt the children of of what they see as regressive elements in society and manipulate them into something that their parents don't want. Like the goal of this is to do something the parents don't want because the goal to take revenge on the parents.
1: Well, and yeah, and that's the salient point here so much of this so much of a lot of uh, of how uh teachers and all of the uh, you know teachers and and basically the liberal elite will say and academia um in its entirety so much of it is based on it's its vengeance politics um right. this is nothing nothing proves this more than these weird all ages drag shows um obviously there's strange. a ton yeah, there, there's a ton of videos that you can see all over social media of these these all ages drag shows, and one of the things that I think is the most notable is how sparsely attended many of these things are. I don't mean mm-hmm. that to mean that it's not something that people you know should identify uh, or people should talk about, but I need I need people to understand something like the way it's presented and the reality are very different and so let me explain there's no large scale demographic of people clamoring wishing that there were all ages drag shows that they could bring their children to that's not a real thing what this is is it's a cult meeting of sorts for these people to get the cons the reason why People show up with their kids is because they want the video to be out there to piss off this enemy that they've cobbled together in their head this is all Mm. them arguing with a fake persona that they've created whereas a lot of people look at this and are disgusted because they're like why the hell would you bring a kid to this there's i mean there's a video that's been very popular this week of literally a stripper dancing in front of children and children handing a you know dollars to strippers, which is hilarious because initially when people were talking, when conservatives on social media were sharing some of these videos and talking about how gross it was, there were videos where people are like, here's a picture of two kids at Hooters. Is this appropriate? And a lot of people went, no, not really. It's not. We all, so we agree that this is inappropriate, but strange that the liberals thought taking your kids to Hooters was inappropriate, but a literal stripper wearing nothing but things covering, just barely covering their privates. Hmm. They were like, no, that's stunning and brave, but Hooters,
2: geez, that's the worst. Right, and that exposes that the entire intent of this is not, it's uh, it's being pushed disingenuously. They know that this is a sexualizing thing. They know that it is, Intended. It is intended to make people angry and upset, and it is basically a way to choose their battle space. That's basically exactly what this is. We're going to do something that is absolutely understandable that they will object to, so that they will react. And then when the conservatives react, we can push them on it and say, "Well, you guys are just a bunch of bigots. Look at these. Look at these beautiful drag queens just showing off their performance. You don't want them to perform. You're a bunch of bigots." It's a way. It's basically it's a setup. Kind of that uh, we talked about before the dog until it bites. And then you have an excuse to kill the dog. It's do these events at which. 100% certain that these events are not just spontaneous. They have to be being organized by some larger entity or at least local LGBT chapters who are operating under the same pretense of we need suddenly need drag shows for kids everywhere. Because I remember uh, the entirety of my life, I have never Ever seen or heard of any drag show that's aimed at kids until the last year. And the sudden push for this sort of thing makes me feel like it is not this just grassroots, you know, communities around the country just suddenly deciding, no, it'd be great, let's host drag 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 queen story hour at the local library. It seems like it is much more likely a contrived push by some sort of LGBT group and or groups across the country to make sure these things happen in the reddest parts of the country. Mm-hmm. And I think the entire intent of it is to piss off what they see as their political opposition in order to make them react. And maybe even it may in the craziest way I can disc- think of this is, I wonder if they are hoping we're gonna do this enough, they saw how angry it makes conservatives, we're gonna do this enough that eventually someone's gonna try and disrupt these meetings. They're going to bring a gun. They're going to try and force this thing to stop because they know that this is inflammatory. And when. When citizens band together very rightfully and justifiably to make this sort of thing go away and stop because it is abhorrent, they will then say, see, they're they're the they're exactly the intolerant terrorists that we have always said that they were. Oh
1: well, yeah, and that's that's actually that's a really big part of it too. Is understand that like the focus of this is just to piss conservatives off, get them to react, so they can label them as terrorists. And there's going to be a lot in this show that hinges back onto the idea that the left's entire intent now is is an attempt to radicalize their opposition to justify the persecution of that opposition
2: right because remember they describe us all as these are these regressive they're the american taliban they describe us as the american taliban they just want to put women in chains they want to bring us back to this horrible dark age they're all evil and awful and racist and they're trying to make that true trying to make that a unavoidable reality so that they can force through the agenda they want which is to destroy basically complete political domination of the country. They want to make sure it is impossible to have any kind of uh, alternative political viewpoint or ability to exercise political power if you are not on the left. They want, it's the paradigm of total control. They want total control, and this is simply an element of that plan to make sure that their opposition can be so demonized that no one, that no good person can be seen supporting them because they're all a bunch of evil, awful racist. And so that their own supporters don't, can't uh, won't ever listen to them because those are the arguments of evil, awful racist. And this will then allow them to justifiably twist the mechanisms of the state into suppressing political opposition and making it impossible to organize any sort of counter campaign to take back the country.
1: And going back to the the original aspect of this being the walkout that's going to be happening on uh Tuesday coming up here in Virginia is the wild weaponization of people's own children now i, I mm-hmm. like th- think about this for a second you tell in i i just uh, in the the local schools here uh the principal approved the walkout at the high school and so I'm first sorry, and of it's all it's a walkout
2: for what again
1: Uh, So it's a walkout because Glenn Youngkin is going to pass legislation, which is the crowning reason why he was elected. He's going to pass legislation that says a school cannot make decisions about pronouns and the gender of a child without parental consent.
2: And then schools are going and schools, instead of the teachers say having a strike, they're going to push the kids out of the building as the form of protest.
1: Right. So, and that's the whole thing is right. This is quote grassroots, but in reality it's been entirely approved by the school administration. Like yeah. what are you protesting? And, and that's the whole thing. What the kids, because I've, I've talked to my kids about this, what the kids think they're protesting and what they're really protesting are of course, wildly different because all of well, Let me rephrase the kid or the kids that think that they're protesting something, think they're protesting hate against the LGBTQ community because that's everything the left does. Disagreement equals hate and hate makes you a bad person and you being a bad person makes it okay to like, I don't know, we'll get to this a little later in the program, but run you over with a car. Um, You know, it's okay to punch Nazis and Nazis are hateful and they're bigots and whatever. The reality is, is it's just the governor is saying, you have to talk to the parents. You can't, a bunch of adults in a school can't start making sexual decisions. At the end of the day, these are sexual decisions. This, there's Mm -hmm. nothing beyond that. You cannot make sexual decisions for a child without their parents being informed. You can't take my kid to a museum Without giving me a form to fill out. True. But it's okay for you to make life-changing decisions for them, like their gender, at eight,
2: you know, twelve, even fifteen. And it is that disparity—the disparity between you have to have do go through all this rigmarole to take your kids to a museum, but the the school can take way more drastic and life-changing. Just make way more drastic and life-changing decisions unilaterally. That difference One. doesn't make sense. And because we can see that it doesn't make sense, that shows us that this is being pushed disingenuously. It is illogical that those two things, that those are, there's a difference there. It's like, if anything, it should be, parental consent should be drastically more necessary if the child is going to be addressed by alternate gender pronouns or something in the school, then whatever some permission slip for a field trip, but because there's that inversion, that shows that this is something, there is something very wrong and amiss with how this is being handled. It's not for the reasons that, it, that we're being told. It's not about, well, we have the, best, the child's best interest at heart. If they had the child's best interest at heart, then they would be consulting with the parents. But this, I think, betrays their entire focus is the parents are the enemy that they are trying to combat. And maybe that's the bigger takeaway: is all of this with with the teachers' unions and COVID and CRT and things like this gender nonsense. It seems like they have shifted from viewing parents as a as an ally in the education of these children to the parents are now the enemy, and the and through their and the children are simply a vector for which to attack their enemy.
1: Well, and and it, it's funny because uh, Deb is getting kind of to part of the point that I was going to make here, which is, um, you know, she's wondering how many of these kids are going to leave because it's an excused absence. The answer is all of them. Mm
2: -hmm. That's a good point. All
1: all of them. Every single kid is going to walk out because think about this for a second. Number one, it's an excused absence. The entire administration has supported this. So, uh, do you want to, well,
2: we'll you'd be crazy to stay if you were a kid. If I was a kid, I wouldn't stay. exactly. That'd be great, free day off of school, awesome.
1: But this is gonna be sold nationwide on CNN and MSNBC and everywhere else as like, look at all of these students that are standing against hate. No, it's not. It's a bunch of kids who don't wanna go to school, that don't wanna be in class and you give them entire and total top cover to do so. Secondarily, be a kid right now in this hypercharged insane environment and stay, stay in class. Um, your teachers are going to call you a bigot. Your peers are going to call you a bigot. You're going to be targeted if you stay. It is in fact unsafe. Think about this. The entire idea here is Glenn Youngkin is gonna pass this law and it's gonna make LGBTQ kids unsafe because informing their parents apparently is unsafe. And I'll get to that in a second. Think about how unsafe it is going to be if you're a kid that stays in class
2: well because then you're an evil awful racist and the other kids will i'm sure with top cover from the administration feel absolutely no excuse to start harassing him
1: that's exactly it it is un- it is going to be unsafe for you as a student right. to not walk out because you will be targeted. You will be harassed. The administration will do nothing because they've said what they support. The kids are going to feel entirely justified in targeting you, calling you a bigot, accusing you of hate, accusing you of not being an ally. And like I said, I'm going to keep hinting towards it because it's fun. There are plenty of liberals out there that feel entirely justified committing violence against anyone who disagrees with them politically. Now, what's amazing is the way that this is being sold to these students and other deranged liberals on social media is this BS lie of a Hollywood, understand that liberals live in a Hollywood movie everything yeah, to a, them yeah. I'm sorry
2: I was gonna say a a fake hyper reality be a waste. yeah they live in an alternate reality that is contrived and controlled by the mainstream media Hollywood etc
1: yeah everything that they view is some crap that they've seen in a movie so to them this this is this is what they do they sit there and they read this legislation coming from Glenn Youngkin and they think, oh my God, but what if what if a kid is in a house and their parents don't want them to transition? Well, obviously the dad in his wife beater drinking a beer after he backhanded his poor mother and is like, you know, speaking, probably wearing right. a MAGA hat and speaking in a Southern accent is going to just like choke the kid to death because he's an evil, awful bigot. Right. I'm that, serious. This is, yeah, the, this all, is the rationale yeah. they're using.
2: And this is how they view everyone on the left. It's the same thing that how they view anyone that doesn't live, anyone that's a, anyone, any Trump supporter, definitely there is a bias and a way that they are viewed. They're, they're dumb, they're ignorant, they're rednecks, they're hicks, they're, they're everything that we hate. They're a bunch of evil, awful Nazis. And Any action taken against them is totally justified because look how evil and awful they are.
1: Right, but that's, that's the excuse that they're using is if we inform the parents, then the parents might be mean to the kid. And to be honest, that yeah. there, there's no evidence of this. The idea is that these kids are going to somehow be abused or, or, you know, beaten or homeless, or well, but, you know, no, thrown it's, out of it's their house.
2: Their, their gender identity is not going to be recognized by the parents. The parents will say, no, you're not actually a girl. No, we're not going to call you by zeer or they them or Furkin or any dumb name like your name is Tyler. You're a boy. And this is how you this is how it goes. I don't care what the teacher with the blue haired teacher at school said. And right to them, they're going to say they know that that is the understandable natural reaction. And which is why they have to paint this as some sort of hellish, radicalized, violent. Oh, they're going to just not. They're not going to recognize their thing. It's going to confuse these poor kids. And then they're not going to get them the gender affirming care that they need. It's all an attempt to make it so the school that parents are going to quake in their boots and say, I can't object to what the school board does because the next day the teacher might decide my son is trans and call social services if I don't put him on hormone replacement. That's the, the, right. the goal of this is basically making it so parents feel their children are hostage at school and that they can't object this all goes back to remember the school board uh, when parents started showing up all these school board meetings and got called domestic terrorists this is a reaction to that The, the gender nonsense is a reaction to that to ensure that the school board's power can't be challenged by parents the parents are too afraid of the school calling social services on the parents saying they're abusing their children by not making sure they get some unnecessary hellish surgeries.
1: Yeah. Yeah. unless, yeah, unless they get, you know, (laughs) unless they get their gender mutilation surgery, which if we call it, if we do, if we do genital mutilation and call it gender affirming care, it's good. If they do genital mutilation in Africa, well, then it's bad. Basically the same. It's basically the same thing, except it's good because it's gender affirming care, which you know, right. to to kind of to kind of grab a hold of that, there there are protests that are going on in Iran right now, and the irony is insane because yeah. there there was a woman who was not wearing her hijab properly uh, and was not mm-hmm. properly covering her hair. And so the okay. religious police in Iran arrested her and then she died so uh now there are a bunch of protests in iran because they killed a woman for not wearing her hijab properly Mm. now what's amazing about this is feminists and other advocates or whatever on the left are talking about how we need to stand with iran or with with the protesters Mm. in iran and i'm left confused (laughs) because number 1 um you guys were perfectly fine with the police beating people for not wearing something mandated by the government that was when you mandated <laughs> masks which have been proven uh, to not work good. so apparently you were okay with that, or you just want to pick and choose when it's okay for the government to mandate wearing a thing. And for any of the liberals listening out there that want to say, well, that was during a pandemic and for public health. Uh, here's a secret, folks. Um, they make women dress, dress up that way for the public good. It's the same excuse used by the mullahs.
2: A pandemic of
1: whores. Yeah, they say that it's for social cohesion and public good. At the same time, we've had so many wonderful hot takes where people are like, just like in Iran, we're being oppressed in America because the wild amount of oppression of women in Iran is totally the same as you not being called words you want to be called or not being able to get abortion on demand. Yeah, totally the same. A woman was killed by police because she wasn't wearing a thingy on her hair and it's totally the same as you not being called zizier absolutely any of the outrage equivalent in
2: the western world over this the, the west basically we have no moral standing to be outraged about this anymore it's like the canadian trucker protest people's lives were destroyed by their government simply because they didn't want to be forced to take some injection. They were skeptical about. Mm-hmm. And the Canadian government did this on a massive scale. So now they're concerned over though human rights in Iran. You don't care about human rights at home. In fact, I'm starting to wonder if the entire notion that we are supposed to care about all these human right, rights violations around the world Has that always just been a canard by the left to get public support against some enemy, but they never actually cared about it at home? They never actually, they don't actually care about it in Iran. The banking cartel just wants to extend its fingers into Iran and saying human rights violation is just a way to rile up the sheeple to support it. That seems pretty likely because when push comes to shove, all of these people that say they claim so much about liberal principles and human rights, et cetera, are the same ones that want to Get you fired from your job for refusing to take the vaccine that want to get your children taken away if you refuse to chop off the, their body parts that want to ensure that you can't buy a car or own a house if you vote the wrong way like I, their outrage on this has been revealed as completely morally bankrupt and it is getting it is insulting anymore that they even try and cling to the pretense
1: so so kind of, kind of what, what you seem to be getting at here is the lack of respect to individual liberty in the West leads you to be skeptical of any time that they bring up human rights.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Anymore?
0: Like, anytime like even they it,
2: bring up human rights and mm-hmm. thinking back in, in time, any time they brought up human rights before, I'm pretty much pretty sure that it was never actually it was never serious. It was never in, really they didn't actually care. They, they, they just saw it as a way to manipulate people into supporting something that was against their interests because human rights sounds like such a nice, good thing.
1: So you're, you're going to, you're going to kind of like the ideas of what was it? Was it the first Gulf war where they flat, the, the U S uh, DOD flat out admitted yep. that they made up stories about like children in a neonatal yep. unit being murdered so they could get public yep. support for the war.
2: Yeah. And that, that, that happened. That There was yeah. all these stories run in the media about Iraqi soldiers turning off the incubators and smashing the incubators in Kuwaiti hospitals, killing the poor, defenseless, premature babies inside. And those stories that were run by the mainstream media on primetime networks, completely false and entirely designed simply to get the American people to support a war that honestly anymore is looking pretty sketchy like if you actually dive into the gulf war and look at how the war was prosecuted by the united states it seems a lot more like the war was an excuse for the united states to flex its military muscle in the post cold war environment and essentially establish the united states is now the sole superpower and we set policy for the globe the way for example every single weapon in the u.s arsenal was pretty much used there were in fact orders passed down to Like, do you remember seeing the images of the Highway of Death where entire Iraqi columns that were retreating back into Kuwait or into Iraq from Kuwait were strafed by aircraft and destroyed in these miles long columns of wrecked burning vehicles? Yeah. That whole event, as part of that, there were orders being given to arm planes with every single different type of weapon in the US inventory for ships to fire every single different type of missile they had as an operational test of, the, of these capabilities, which in and of itself isn't necessarily that objectionable. But when you look at the whole war and the amount of serious overkill that the United States military absolutely engaged in, it seems a lot more like that whole war was a contrived pretense for the US government to firmly establish to the rest of the world the United States is the world's sole superpower. Look at what our military can do to this poor country. Hmm. It makes it seem a lot less moral and a lot less we're the total good guys in this, which is fine. We don't have like the idea that there is this morally absolute good and evil is a nonsense leftist thing. But I don't like how we're dishonest about it. It's the dishonesty of how that is presented that is, I think, very annoying. So back to your example, I know that the U.S. media will absolutely lie to the American people to to manipulate public perception in order to support something that is being pushed dishonestly
1: so so just just to make sure we're clear uh because we we went off on the weeds a little bit but it's fine you're you're not you're not like a peacenik you're not completely you know you're not totally anti-war but the i think the point that you're kind of hovering around here is the the idea is we've been lied to a lot and so now the question comes why should like like why why would we believe why would we believe anyone now especially when we know we're being emotionally manipulated because of the the dumb assery which is maybe we might get into a little uh, a little later in the program of everything has to be this weird moral justification even though we're talking about war here which is uh, uh entirely breaking stuff and killing people
2: yeah pretty much
1: because yeah, this is I mean as Colleen's pointing out like Ukraine anyone? Like yeah, exactly. Yep. exactly.
2: Like we're watching Ukraine's this in example. real
1: time. We're watching this in real time. But at the at the same token while watching this in real time, we have to look back and go, "Okay, when else has this kind of bullshit happened and were we falling for it then?" Oh,
2: that's a good that's a good question.
1: Well, that, that's that's kind of what what you're what you're getting at here. Yeah, is we've we've had these issues. Are you know when you look at Ukraine now, and we look at it, and, I mean, some of it is they're very bad at it. We know that, like the, the propaganda is just really bad now.
2: Well, and, and we also know what to look for now too. A lot of people are mm-hmm. a lot more skeptical, and that skepticism allows allows us to see it for what it is a lot more easily. Ukraine is a very good example because as soon as that kicked off. If this, if, you, if, the, if this Ukraine thing had happened maybe 10 years ago, I certainly wouldn't have been nearly as skeptical. I certainly wouldn't have kind of looked into a lot of the background and what Democrats were doing in Ukraine and what are all the political and monetary connections between the administration and these oligarchs in Ukraine. I'm sure 10 years ago, I probably would have probably would have gobbled it up hook, line, and sinker too. Mm-hmm. But I think that after the Trump years, after the, couple, the last couple of years of Biden, I feel i certainly am drastically more skeptical of these things. And when I was, it's easy to see through them when you actually have that skeptical gaze.
1: Okay, yeah, no, and I, I understand. we'll we'll drill into that a little bit because of some of the referendums that are happening, and we'll we'll talk about that. Um, one thing, I would be remiss talking about education and kids and everything else. There's a clip that came out this week that I absolutely have to play. Uh, mostly just for uh, because it's hilarious and creepy. Um, this was a if I if I'm not mistaken, there was a speech that Biden was giving to teachers or teachers union members, um, mm-hmm. and he said one of the creepiest things that he said in a very long time. And when we start talking about the indoctrination of children, the potentials of abuse of children by educate by educators here you have joe biden talking to educators and this is something that he says in a speech
0: but guess what we got a lot to do gotta say hi to me we go back a long way she was 12 i was 30 but anyway
1: there is no- but guess what we got a lot to do sorry guys um
2: i mean what what <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about there. Oh, to- God.
1: Stop it. I hate, I
2: it's hate. It's hard that. to know what they're talking about there. I mean, it sounds bad. Patient, So it's hard to know exactly what he intended to say there. <laughs> it's an easy thing to criticize, but it might be yeah, yeah, one of those things that if it does not turn out to be what we think it is, that they just met when he was 30 and she was 12, and there's nothing untoward about it, it will make people on the right look deranged to seem all upset about it.
1: No, no, no. I'd like, Yeah. I, well, okay. I, I get what you're saying. And and it is completely um, legitimate. uh but after the trump years i don't give a shit um no I I, I I totally understand what you mean um it's probably not anything untoward of course um joe biden's creepy he's perceived as creepy by many people this is more of joe biden to me it's more proof that joe biden is locked in a bubble by his handlers. And has zero understanding of public perception and how he's perceived by the public because he says crazy things like this, especially when you buttress this up against the acknowledgement that his daughter's diary was real Mm -hmm. in which she talks about inappropriate showers and a history of molestation, not saying that that well inappropriate showers with Joe Biden and right. a history of molestation not saying yeah. that joe biden molested her but she does talk about a history of molestation and inappropriate showers with joe biden then you get clips like this we are going to have a little bit of fun with it i understand entirely what alan means is like don't run with this as being like he obviously diddled
2: that kid no no
1: no 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 like, that's like there's not... a
2: lot of creepy sketchy stuff with biden like absolutely yeah, yeah. Things like this one clip, it's one of those, it's almost too good to be true. And so I'm skeptical of
1: it. Yeah. He's certainly like, I don't think dementia or not. I don't believe that Joe Biden's going to sit out there and admit to an entire crowd of people um, that he like diddled a kid when she was 12. Yeah. It's just one. It's one of those things that in today's day and age, um, I am going to constantly bring up how, how creepy and just how dumb Joe Biden is because that's life. Now I don't, I don't feel a need to be um, forgiving to people who hate me and want me dead. But to your point, Alan, you are right. Um, You know, don't look deranged to an enemy that's constantly trying to make you look deranged. Good morning. Um, Sunday morning. God, if I click anywhere near anything that has to do with our audio, it goes off and it's really annoying me. So I apologize to everybody for those random blips, but I'm just going to not do stuff over don't, on that side of this it. yeah just don't touch it like i don't why, understand why are
2: you so intent on touching the thing that clearly doesn't want to be touched
1: it's like the monkey pox of uh of of players over here just don't go near yeah. it ew um <laughs> so <coughs> anyway um we'll talk a little bit about the referendums and then going into the next hour we're gonna have to dive into the doj and the politiciz- politicization of um of the department of justice the arms of law enforcement by the left but um before we do dive into that there are this is this is the weirdest situation here is um there are referendums being held in four different regions of ukraine where they are voting uh as to whether or not to join the russian federation now mm-hmm. western media has entirely said that these are sham referendums they're already saying that they are fake um they're already saying that these are just complete bs um you can't trust it zero reason for you to trust this whatsoever
2: right which means that, need- the re- that they know how the, re- the they have a strong feeling how the uh these referendums are going to go inside ukraine like
0: right. if
2: if areas of ukraine that have been in a civil war against their government since 2014, decide to not join Russia and stay as part of Ukraine, well, suddenly all of the, uh, well, suddenly it'll probably be the most, uh, wouldn't be able to um, criticize the election integrity that just happened there.
1: It would be the, the most safe and secure election in world history, and the Western media would backpedal so hard, it would make the earth stop spinning. Yeah, If any of these regions voted to stay with Ukraine, it would suddenly be the heroic uh, guardians of democracy fighting back against the great Russian oppressor. But of course, since most of these people would vote to stay with, would vote to join the Russian Federation, they're calling it a sham. Now, don't get me wrong. Maybe it is. I don't know what to believe. I don't know what to believe because the people who lie to me all the time are telling me it's a sham. Why should I believe them now? Maybe they are telling the truth. Maybe there's absolute proof that this is going to be completely made up. It's not true. It's not real. These people are being forced into voting. Yes. I don't know because you lie about everything. You lie about everything. Why would I believe you here? how come why should i believe you for eight months i've been told that russia's gonna just get completely defeated by the guardians of democracy the avengers themselves Zelensky's gonna come in an apache attack helicopter and kill vladimir putin with his bare hands while gilded spirits of democracy chant behind him he's the new jesus christ of liberalism or whatever so why would i believe you now you've lied about every You literally thought Sam Hyde was an, some, a... comedian. Was a jet pilot. Right. A comedian. You fell yeah. for it because you're so willing to lie.
2: Yeah. And because we've been lied, some, lied to you about this so often, I now am very skeptical about anything that I hear from a regime outlet. Simple yeah. as that. I don't trust anything they have to tell me because I know that they have been dishonest so many times in the past.
1: Now, regardless of whether or not this is a sham or not, let's
2: let's act like it's okay. So, and, we're, wait, okay wait. and we're talking about these. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a series of referendums and votes inside the territories of Donetsk, Luhansk, these areas of Ukraine that have been in a civil war. Ukrainian government in Kiev since 2014, when the president that those regions voted for by a vast majority was cooed out of office and forced to flee the country by the people in Kiev. But this would be the same as this Donetsk Luhansk would be the same as. Texas basically, seceding from the union and being and starting and declaring independence after, say, let's say Donald Trump was cooed out of the White House. And Texas went, you know what, we're in a bunch of red states went, we voted for that guy. We don't believe the current the government that just kicked him out in a military coup is legitimate. We are going to declare independence. That is exactly what Donetsk and Luhansk did, and they've been fighting and the citizens there have been fighting a civil war with the Ukrainian government since twenty fourteen. So well, it is absolutely going on, hang to hang be on, no on. surprise to anyone when all of these areas say, Well, Ukraine with the billions of dollars of defense money that And the billions in dollars in arms that the West has given them, when Russia leaves, we are all going to be murdered by the Ukrainian government, who is now more heavily armed than it's ever been. And we won't be able to defend ourselves.
1: Well, to, I'm, I'm going to flip your example a little bit um, and, and, and make it a little bit more fun. Uh, what if all the, let's pretend that all the protesters on January 6th got into Congress and then convinced them to, um, flip the election around and kept Donald Trump as president. Um, and then all of a sudden there were groups of liberal states that were so mad about it that they wanted to secede from the United States. And then Donald Trump used the United States government to start shelling them in their towns.
2: i'd I'd be pretty pissed
1: but like that's that's what's going on and and the western media um is banking on the ignorance of the american people for not knowing and we've discussed it on this show prior to anything to do with russian invasions or anything about what is happening in ukraine and the the Mm -hmm. absolute facts of what is going on in ukraine is that these groups have been in an open civil war since 2014 against the ukrainian government the ukrainian government has been shelling their cities and mm-hmm. killing their people now this isn't even a this isn't even a moral judgment here a a i i i can understand ukraine going you can't just go succeed secede. i'm sorry you can't just secede. And join Russia. Like, no, we're, we're not allowing that. And then everyone goes, well, we all voted for it. Because I don't care. You don't get to just leave the country. This is all by, under... Mm-hmm.
2: By a similar token, the citizens of Crimea also voted to join Russia back in 2014. Right. And they did. And Crimea is now Russian territory.
1: Right. Now, there is an argument to be made where I just, all I'm asking for is honesty. I'm not asking for people to suddenly yeah. go, oh, well then I support Russia. Well, that, you don't have to. You can say Ukraine has every right to push back against uh, regions within its country, attempting to secede and join another country. But you have to be honest about I'm gonna about
2: say it. no. I'm and gonna it, say well, don't. I'm gonna say the Ukrainian government is controlled by places like BlackRock and, the, and Western financial institutions, they've been bought out they were a they're a illegitimate color revolution government and no they don't have the right to stop people from seating because they're an illegitimate color revolution government
1: well and i understand that but you're getting a little ahead of the point i'm making <laughs> okay so well, yeah what's your point go for it these these people if they were honest you should be debating whether or not it's appropriate for Ukraine to stop these regions from seceding and joining the Russian Federation. Instead, they want to ignore entirely all of the, um, I guess we'll say inconvenient facts that Mm -hmm. these regions voted to leave and there has been a civil war. They don't wanna talk about that Because it muddies their bullshit, hyper-reality Hollywood movie that suddenly, for no reason at all, bad things just started happening in Ukraine. And they don't want to talk about the Western-backed coup. Literally a coup. Literally a coup. There was a man elected. A man was elected to be the president of Ukraine. Then there was a Western-backed coup and then regions of Ukraine said I don't think so I and by the way there's a lot of really sketchy stuff about the coup he was he was not going to go along with NATO countries and the World Economic Forum and the stipulations they were putting on um, debt repayments and instead he was offered debt repayment by Russia, which didn't have a bunch of stipulations like opening up foreign investment into your lands. Mm -hmm. These are the kinds of things that people are talking about, but they don't want to, nobody wants to have those discussions. You've been kept ignorant about it, but without even getting into right or wrong, just tell the truth, but they can't they can't tell the truth because you can't pound your fist on a table and say threat to democracy and then say well except for over there where all of these people voted where all of these people voted to do a thing you know democracy well that kind of democracy is not okay right yeah which is exactly (laughs) what's going on here you're doing democracy
2: included? in the way we don't want. Then, if you're doing democracy in in a way that the powerful elite players don't like, then it is no longer democracy, and it is in fact fascism. That's and, the definition of democracy anymore.
1: Right, and and proof positive of this to kind of swing to a a, a, a different, not a different subject, but to the point. Um, unfortunately this clip has been playing very weird. So I'm gonna have to play it, you know, you know, in a strange way. So hopefully y'all can hear it fine. Um, here is the, uh, this is Ursula. What is Ursula von der Leyen, uh, from the European union discussing, um, what could be done if Italians democratically elect. The wrong government. Understand, Italians are currently electing a new government. It's more than likely going to go to a right-wing candidate, the um, Maloney Salvini government, which is, uh, as far as I know, just a conservative government. But it's the only reason—the reason why I know it's a conservative government—and probably not even that much of a conservative government—is the fact that it's being listed as neo-fascist by western media uh which Go is proof positive that they're probably normal um this is what she has to say uh is going to happen in the european union if italian citizens elect the wrong government here's here's the uh, audio there I have no, yeah, that was wait. It's super quiet. Let me try to replay it, but I'm gonna have to like blow everything out real quick because my god, it's very quiet audio. So let's try it again. I'm sorry, folks.
0: If things go in the right direction, and people, as a body, that is always. Um, where always governments have to be
2: accountable to play an important role. We'll see if things uh, go in a difficult direction. I've spoken about Hungary and Poland. We have tools if things go in the right direction. And people
0: as a body that is always, um, where always governments
2: have to be accountable to play an important role.
1: So... What we're what we're hearing here is, you know, like, hey, what happens if uh, the Italian people uh, elect this government? Well, you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We we, we ha- have we, tools. We have,
2: we have tools. Um, we have tools to ensure that that government will still play by the rules we want them to play by.
1: Right. And, and, yeah. and but
2: like, so what is so what, democracy isn't real so there is yeah. no democracy if the if the italian yeah. people elect a government that is on a that is going to have a specific platform and they are elected by this majority as the democratic process seems to imply then this extra national body is going to ensure that that platform which is was voted for by the italian people is unable to complete its objectives so that the Italian people are, are forced to suffer the policies of the EU rather than changing them through their own democratic process. This is when we talk about rule by the elites, by the, the, the World Economic Forum, a lot of things. It is counter-democratic because every time people try to democratically change the policies that they don't like, these extranational groups step in and ins- try and ensure that those changes can't be made. I mean, we saw it with like, for example, Donald Trump's a great example, elected, on a, plat, elected by, um, on a platform of making all these changes. And those changes were stymied at every point by non-elected people in the U.S. bureaucracy, media, et cetera. And of course, the Democratic Party, which were elected. But there was a consorted effort by unelected groups to ensure Trump couldn't get his policies through. And just like we're seeing with the EU, the EU knows that it's not democratic and knows that it exists to oppress the people of Europe and ensure that that their needs can't be met. And as, as evidence here, every time a country in Europe, whether it's Brexit, whether it's Italy electing some new people, whether it's these policies of Hungary or Poland, the EU is this, essentially swoops in and says, you can't do that. I don't care who elected you. You can't stop the mass replacement migration of Africans into your country, which is essentially, Mm -hmm. I think, a lot of what these issues in Europe are about. You can't stop the mass replacement. That is counter to what the EU and World Economic Forum wants, and therefore we will exercise whatever tools we have to to ensure that you can't be allowed to stop the thing that we want to happen.
1: Now, against the democratically elected government. Right, yeah. this this is this is the part that's just incomplete insanity to me because we saw this right. So um, for for those who who may not have been following it, it was in uh, in in Chile. Um, there was a vote a couple of weeks ago, and Bernie Sanders came out and was like, "I'm so excited to see the you know Democratic people go out and have their voice be heard to get rid of this fascistic awful." A uh, uh, fascistic and awful pinochet constitution he was so very excited and then everyone <laughs> it was what was it 65 percent
2: probably yeah, something, I think something like, like that
1: 65 yeah. percent of voters in chile were like yeah no we want to keep the pinochet constitution and then all of a sudden everybody went democracy's in danger because democracy happened and it wasn't what we wanted. Now democracy's in danger. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I'm serious. It's like, I know, I know our audience is used to seeing this, but like, this is, it, it's so insane. It's to the point now that the word democracy is going to become such a, a hated and, and visceral word because of how much it is being bullshitted by the left that like we're at the point now that you just cannot be shocked if you actually do start getting candidates that are popular that are real fascists not the fake fascists that you keep making up real actual fascism is going to become popularized because the left is making democracy a complete joke because when democracy uh, happens and they don't like it they want to destroy democracy.
2: Right. Well, I think mostly they're upset that their pretense of democracy is getting upset. They're in, the entire goal of these people, I think for a long time now, all of their complaints about democracy have essentially been a cover for rule by the elites, the rule by the media, the people that can inf- whoever can influence the most. Whoever can most effectively lie to the population wins in a democracy. And they've known this for a long time and anymore because of things like the internet and this greater awareness and because they're getting desperate there is a growing recognition and rejection of the, the mechanisms of control that previously existed i mean for example if 10 years ago if there if ukraine happened i wouldn't have been nearly as skeptical but i am now as are a lot of people and we don't like what we see And we will democratically band together to vote against these things. And that is what they fear and hate. They're like, no, no, democracy was only ever a way for us to to hide our mechanisms of control. And now that it is being used against them, they're dropping the pretense entirely and just going with, yeah, democracy means you do what we say. It's never meant anything different.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it, well, and at this, at the same, at the same time, um, I've always found it really strange. This is more common in like the Never Trump neocon movement, where they talk about the evils of populism. And as far as I can tell, populism is doing what people want you to.
2: Yeah. And it, it's I'm. Too, it's like wait. So the thing that's popular with a lot of people is is bad in a democracy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, in a democracy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, no, it's... <laughs> exactly. It's just very silly.
1: No, I mean, we have a representative republic for a reason, because there is supposed to be a, a buttress against mob rule. Uh, all of these are very educated discussions that if, if we were, like, let's say that the two parties that were mainly in control were, say, the Libertarian and the GOP, we could 100% have great conversations about this. But that's not what's really happening here. Right, like don't 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 get me wrong. I'm I'm not a fan of direct democracy. I think it's idiocy, and I don't want a bunch of morons, um, being able to just be you know have a man on the TV box tell them this thing bad, vote against thing, and they all go okay, and then it, right. our entire which country which gets is together. exactly
2: why they want to get rid of the electoral college thing. They want the man on the TV box to be able to mutter something, and then a bunch of people go go. That oh, sounds like a good idea. Let's do that.
1: Yeah, well, I mean that's why they're. That's why we're seeing all this idiocy when it comes to elections. Like I've very clearly stated this and we're probably going to get more and more into it as the uh, uh, midterms get closer and closer with whatever weird false flag nonsense, the Democrat party's going to have to trot out uh, to even try to remain in power. But I'm a huge fan of it being difficult to vote because there should be a commitment because it is a very serious responsibility. And this idea that you get three months to vote and you can do it like half drunk laying on your couch and just, you know, text your vote to somebody is completely asinine and counterproductive to a society that actually has any self-respect. Yeah, exactly. And so for all those people that are going to say, well, you're just against democracy. I am in the effect that morons... Who were too lazy to get their ass out of their own home for half an hour to vote have the same weight as i do agreed it's that simple now speaking of people who want to make it as easy as humanly possible to vote even or to be completely honest not vote or have just democrat activists vote for you stacy abrams who by the way has still not conceded her loss in the uh, gubernatorial election for Georgia in 2018 has a new conspiracy theory that she's running with. These are the types of people that are elevated by the left. Stacey Abrams came out and uh, basically says the medical establishment has a giant conspiracy um, that we didn't know about until this week. This is her speaking at a forum about women's rights. There is no such thing as a heartbeat at six weeks.
2: It is a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body.
1: Um, I'm sorry, what? Stacey Abrams is saying that the heartbeat that you hear on a sonogram or on an ultrasound is actually manufactured. It's all a great conspiracy by men, uh, to convince women that they need to have control of their bodies.
2: Yeah, that's, uh, that's not true.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty simple, right? (laughs) Like, like you didn't even need to go deep like that. Yeah, that's, um, that's not true.
2: (laughs) It's it's not the the baby does have a heartbeat at that time because there's a heart in there and we can see it and you, I would imagine on an ultrasound when you look at it and you go oh yeah this is the heart and it's beating how cool is that pretty well pretty cut and dry right there now
1: now where's um where's all the uh you know where where where's all the i believe in science crowd uh pointing out how completely insane this is oh wait they're all a bunch of leftists and it was never about science yeah what what's amazing is how many supposed doctors were trying to defend this asinine conspiracy theory that men are made that that think think about this for a second that a bunch of men the patriarchy we all meet on tuesdays um got together and said okay now we need to get into the supply chain of uh ultrasound machines and implant something that makes a fake heartbeat noise uh, to convince women that we need to control their bodies um so that conspiracy theory there are people that are going well i mean it doesn't like make a sound sound there's just electrical impulses and it's like oh yeah what are those electrical impulses called medically well they're called oh. a heartbeat
2: huh what are those electrical impulses doing Oh well, they're just uh, moving some muscles. Oh, okay. And are those muscles say in the heart? Well, yeah. And it's a heartbeat, and this is an It's like I. The only reason why the people on the left would be have such dogged dedication to abortion, I'm starting to run out of excuses other than they secretly war, they're secretly a death cult and need their satanic sacrifices to continue to maintain their power. Like I, (laughs) they're so extreme on the abortion. Abortion needs to be everywhere all the time that I I fail to have any explanation other than ones that are equally as crazy.
1: Well, now, what's What's amazing about about that is what this does actually prove. Like yes, it's insane Stacey Abrams is an idiot, although she's basically a you know, a saint in the Democrat Party. Um, you know, and she's definitely a saint in the Democrat Party because she was absolutely oppressed. An election was stolen from her because remember, it was it was okay to question every single election if you were a Democrat until like yesterday. then it's not okay. Um, but un- understand, um what this does actually prove is heartbeat bills are effectual and what i what i mean by that is this proves that it scares the hell out of the left because why would you need to go this insane to say well well uh, uh the heartbeat that you hear um is fake and manufactured by men with their evil, oppressive penises. You have to do that because it's, it's effectual. We saw this when there was proposed legislation that prior to an abortion, someone would need to get an ultrasound. And the reason why the left was against that was because if somebody could see, could just simply see the baby in their body, they might not get an abortion and regardless, regardless of your feelings on abortion i want to know how you can support hiding the truth from people if yeah. you're in the position that you have to hide the truth from people you're probably not the good you're probably not the good guy and the reason the reason why this is so scary for the left not regular people but for the democrat party itself and its establishment is because they've lied to women for so long by saying it's not a baby it's a it's a it's a clump of cells it's not a baby but there that's just crazy talk and that's what the that that's that's what the the patriarchy is telling you to take all of your rights away because the only women the only right that matters for women is their ability to kill a baby. Well, then they went, oh shit, we can't have them actually show them what's in there because they'll realize it's a baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we can't have them hearing the heartbeat because they'll realize it has a heartbeat.
2: Oh no, there's a baby in there. Oh, geez. <laughs>
1: And, and th- yeah. that's the weirdest thing. Like I said, regardless of your feelings about abortion, I thought, it, I'm, I'm being serious here. I thought that the majority of leftists knew that that was a person and said, I don't care. I don't care that it's a person. I'm going to abort it because I don't want to be responsible for that person. I don't think that I, whatever, how I'm not trying to make them sound evil. So take, however you can say this, and not make it sound, make sound absolutely evil. evil. Um, but what I mean is just, they looked and said, okay, I am pregnant. It is a baby. I'm going to get rid of it because that's my right. I thought, sure. I thought that that was basically the pro-choice argument. I've now Mm -hmm. realized, and I'm not trying to sound ignorant here. I'm I'm being very serious. I have realized over the years that the majority of women are like, well, no, it's not actually a baby. That's just what evil mean conservatives say. But in reality, it's it's basically just a clump of cells. Sure. And so now that people are like, yeah, but it's like, actual it has its own dna and it's this is a person abortion has stopped being popular now that science has gotten to the point where they can show you the heartbeat they can show you the baby there's plenty of women that are going oh well no that's a baby i'm not i'm not i'm not going to kill that and weirdly enough the left is going um, we have to hide that because it's almost to the point where it's like, we need them to kill it to Alan's, yeah. Alan's hyperbolic idea of it's like, it's like the left needs them to kill it. My position yeah. solidly is we just need to get to a point in this country where contraceptive is so good, which I think it's pretty good. It's like 99% effective where contraceptive contraception is so good
2: that abortion just doesn't need to exist. Right. Right. And that's, 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 like, that makes a lot of sense, but I'm still just real freaked out. It's why, why is abortion so important to them? No, that's the, the only answers is, I can come up with are they know that if any woman gets an abortion, she is a Democrat for life because she otherwise she has to admit that she killed a baby, which, I can see that as a basically a psyop tool to make sure that they keep their voting base or because it's a dark sacrifice to their to their evil gods. And it's like, I can't think of any reason they would fight for abortion this hard if it wasn't one of those two things.
1: You can call that a crazy conspiracy all you want, but the way they act is like they're super intent on this has to happen.
2: Yeah, real weird. I don't like it. But so, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's
1: definitely strange and they definitely don't, you know, that, that's the whole point is th- they don't want the people who are even making this decision, which is, you know, that, that's the whole thing is their decision is supposed to be exceedingly important. That's the claim that we're given is this is a woman's decision and it's, ex- it is a, wo- only a woman's decision. And it's an important decision that only her and her doctor can make. Except she doesn't need to know any of the facts about the decision that she's about to make. In fact, we have to hide any of this well, and, the and same keep her as, as the, ignorant as possible.
2: Yeah, th- and think the same as like the COVID vaccine. We have to hide all of the information about the negative potential for uh, rea- negative reaction, about the potential for negative reactions to the COVID vaccine. We have to hide that from people. Call it disinformation, misinformation, so that nobody knows about it because if they know about the real risks and concerns about the COVID vaccine, they might be hesitant to take it.
1: Yeah, so is this the democracy that Democrats support so much? Is the absolute yes. and total ignorance of the of the American people so they can manipulate them with propaganda and Netflix specials, uh, so they can just maintain power and create this weird global gross uh empire uh that's basically just in service towards uh a bunch of evil corporations who want to take everyone's land and have total control
2: yeah pretty much i mean i mean and just look at how they crack down on dissent on people that don't go along with this they're called they're called all sorts of names they're marginalizing the mainstream media and every single bureaucrat whether they're employed by the government or not has been manipulated into feeling they need to take revenge on them. For example, if you are a outspoken conservative activist, would your child come home from school saying they were trans? What's the, what is the likelihood of that? I think it's very high. That's if some teacher found out that you have a a bunch of political. Did you have political views not in line with hers Would the school? Would she would she in coordinated coordination with the school administration seek to punish you for having these regressive and awful views by contriving some way they can call your kid trans, absolutely they would. The media, if like if you are a conservative, if you are a conservative activist, the media will absolutely try and find any way to demonize you and destroy your ability to to continue your activities. Heck, even the and then the government itself takes action against these people. If we are a democracy, why can't we have conser- why can't we have an opposition party doing activism to create a conversation, etc. Well, the organs of the state itself will twist towards ensuring there is no competition in the realm of politics, except for outlets that are determined to already be okay and safe. If you're a conservative activist, the FBI and deep state absolutely will try and silence you and prevent you from having good outreach because they are, they know that if they allow democracy to run its course in a normal free way then people absolutely will vote to stop all of the things that they are doing they are trying to destroy our countries they're trying to destroy the west create this radical change which is their version of the great reset and that's why all across europe and the united states are in this period of change that these people are trying to push on all of us and they know we don't want it which is why they have to dispense with the pretense that we're democracies and are just now being revealed as openly authoritarian and controlling we saw it with the trucker protest in canada and now we're seeing it in the united states as more information gets revealed on how the fbi is operating
1: well now to that point that's a really good segue into our next story here which brace yourselves don't get angry just 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 let us let us kind of go here. But um, this is the story of Mark Houck. Mark Houck is the founder of an organization known as the King's Men, which promotes Christian virtues among men and is a well-known pro-life activist in the Philly area. This comes from Greg Price, by the way, and the uh, uh, link is in our chat. Um, every Wednesday, he sidewalk councils at Planned Parenthoods in Philly for six to eight hours. In October of 2021, He was counseling when a pro-abortion protester leading people into the building threatened his son and yelled obscenities at him. Hook then pushed the man away from his son. His son, I believe, was 11. Um, He was never charged for it, and the man tried unsuccessfully to sue him. That was until yesterday when, according to his wife, 25 to 30 armed FBI agents raided their home at 7.05 AM. His wife said they entered the home and pointed rifles at them as their kids began screaming. His wife and kids watched as they arrested Mark. He's now being charged by the Biden Department of Justice with a law called the quote, freedom of access to clinic entrances, which makes it a federal crime to injure, intimidate, and in fear or interfere with anyone because that person is a provider of reproductive health care. Mark Hoke is now facing a maximum sentence of 11 years in prison, three years of supervised release, and fines of up to $350,000. All because he pushed a Planned Parenthood volunteer to the ground who got in his son's personal space and yelled obscenities at him. So a man does nothing but run an organization that teaches men to be strong Catholics and sidewalk councils outside Planned Parenthood's had thirty armed federal agents sent to his house and is now facing jail time over an incident that resulted in a failed lawsuit. Of course, it's unprecedented that the FBI—it's it, unprecedented that the FBI raided President Trump's home. But in my opinion, this is Greg Price's opinion. This is even worse. I agree. Mark Houck is a man who poses no threat to anyone. All he does is promote Catholic values, help people, and try to save lives. Yet on some obscure federal law nobody has ever heard of, he had 30 FBI agents show up to his house, rifles pointed at him and his wife, and now faces 11 years in jail because the feds are accusing him of assaulting a reproductive healthcare worker who threatened his son. Nobody responsible for the nearly 100 attacks, including firebombs and vandalism on pro-life pregnancy centers has been charged by the DOJ.
0: Yeah.
1: 30. First of all, first of all, why did there need to be 30 FBI agents? Why did there need to be a raid? Why did you need a SWAT team? Why was any of that? Give me one reason why any of that was necessary.
2: The answer, to, the answer to that question is because this raid was not about what this man did. This raid is about what this man represented, which is opposition to the current regime, and he, they are going to make an example after example of these people in order to prevent their from being, in order to prevent the next guy from thinking he has a chance at political activism this is very a... similar to the tactics of the west german of the east german stasi under this under communist occupation where their goal was to their goal was to make it so terrifying to even attempt activism against the state that it would prevent people from ever voicing their concerns in public and it's the same it... thing here if you were, all you have to do if you are say doing any activism that that is not regime approved they can send any a, a private agitator like a member of antifa or something can accost you and then if you and then in that incident they can then find a way to charge you which is exactly what happened here it's like a a deranged leftist attacked this guy and he's now the one being dragged through the, judi- the painful judicial process simply for attempting to defend himself like what, what happens when a member of Antifa threatens you with a gun and somebody rightfully in a self-defense scenario shoots them? Well, they'll probably be, they'll probably be investigated by the FBI. And all of this is designed to make it so that anyone else is too scared to actually advocate for their own interests against the regime.
1: Right. Right. Because so this, this guy all this guy did was defend his son against a deranged Antifa lunatic or pro pro abortion lunatic, whichever way it goes. I've heard, I've heard that the person was Antifa, but whatever, whatever
2: Um, they're all interchangeable and they're all the same.
1: Yeah. So a, a, a Democrat activist, right? All this, all this person did was defend his son against an, like likely an assault, um, by a Democrat activist. That's all this man did. Um, he pushed back against a Democrat activist who was probably going to assault his son. Let's just be honest here. Like the facts, the facts bear out. Statistically, that kid was probably going to get the shit kicked out of him by a Democrat activist. Um, and for the sake of defending his own child against, uh, Democrats, uh, trying to harm his child, ha, see how I, what I did there. Um, he had 30, uh, armed FBI agents storm his home and is right. likely going to be, uh, locked away as a political prisoner, um, and we'll be lucky if he doesn't, um, kill himself, but
2: well, it's a lot. And it's a lot like January 6th. This guy may even win his court case thing, that's, yeah. that's the thing is it, this might be in, in three basic. years. He might,
1: He'll likely yeah. win his court case in three yeah. years. Sorry.
2: Go ahead. Right. The, for the left knows that the American in the American legal system, just going through the process is so painful that it is a punishment in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And that's exact, and that, and they know that. And that's exactly what they're going to do. It's like, yeah, like just being targeted by this is punishing enough that we don't actually have to win cases against people. We don't actually have to do that. All we have to do is bog them down in this nonsense, and take care of itself. Now it'll ruin, it ruins lives. Like, how do you keep going to work? How do you provide for your family? If you're constantly bogged down with all this legal nonsense, how can you maintain a job? And the, the process is the punishment and that's what they want to do to people.
1: Now, just remember, Democrat activists can assault you. They can burn down buildings. They can take over entire blocks of cities. You push them, 30 armed FBI agents. Now, right. what ki- that, that kind of insanity what, what, what could that possibly result in when people see um, this two-tiered justice system and the fact that uh, it's perfect, basically, it's perfectly fine um, to, to commit violence against people on the right wing. In fact, it's supported by the state. Well, what happens is um, this next story. Uh, this comes from the Gateway Pundit. Crazed North Dakota man runs over and kills teen for, quote, extremist Republican views. On Sunday evening, 18-year-old Kaylor Ellingson was struck and killed by a vehicle driven by 41-year-old Shannon Brandt in a politically motivated murder in North Dakota. The teen was attending a street dance in McHenry, North Dakota. Brandt called 911 after fleeing the accident, telling the dispatcher that Ellingson was part of a, quote, Republican extremist group. Project Veritas released a leaked DHS bulletin on domestic violent extremists in the wake of FBI's raid of Trump's Florida residents. The DHS told its agents that Americans who discuss topics such as government overreach and election fraud are a threat. Last fall, the National School Board Association coordinated with the Biden White House weeks before uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland classified parents as domestic terrorists in a letter to the FBI. Big, te- big tech tyrants have added content to a shared counterterrorism key database to crack down on, quote, white supremacists and far-right militias. Great. The grand, from the Grand Forks, Forks Herald, the fatal vehicle pedestrian incident happened early Sunday morning on September 18th in McHenry, North Dakota, about 120 miles northwest of Fargo and 50, 54 miles north of Jamestown. Prosecutors allege moments before he was killed, 18-year-old Kaylor Ellingson called his mom to come rescue him rescue him, because 41-year-old Shannon Brandt was chasing him in the city of McHenry where the street dance had just wrapped up. By the time she could get there, her son was dead. Brandt was officially charged Monday with a vehicular homicide and leaving the scene of a deadly accident. He was the one who called 911 to report the crash," said North Dakota Highway Patrol captain Brian Newind. Court papers show Brandt called 911 around 2:30 a.m. Sunday, and told the dispatcher that he had just hit Ellingson claiming the teen was part of a Republican extremist group and was calling people to come and get Brandt after a political argument. Wow. OK, so this guy that's awful. This guy killed a teen, ran him over with his car, had been chasing him long enough, by the way, that the kid called his mother. So let's, let's just dispel any thought process here that this went quickly or that this was some sort of heat of the moment situation. Absolutely not. This kid had enough time that this deranged psycho was hunting him down. There's no other way to, to interpret that. This guy was hunting him down. And then he thought he would be justified. You just murdered a child with your car. And you Mm -hmm. thought that you would be justified calling the police and saying, well, he was an extremist. And of course, this guy's going to think he's justified. Of course, this guy's going to think he's going to get away with it. The president of the United States had clearly stated that people of that kid's political persuasion are threats to democracy. This guy probably thought he was going to get the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Yeah. Why would you think different?
2: That's a good question.
1: The FBI... We'll kick down the door with 30 armed agents of somebody who simply pushed a member of a Democrat activist group. So why wouldn't you feel justified running over a child with your car as long as you're a Democrat? Because you're the good guys. They're the bad guys. And you should punch Nazis. And Nazis are defined as... Anyone who doesn't agree with me. Yeah. With that being said, this is exactly the kind of behavior that made this guy feel justified to kill a child for simply being Republican. Maybe not even Republican. Maybe just slightly right wing. We don't even really know. But here's an article from the New York Post. FBI hero paying the price for exposing unjust persecution of conservative Americans. Now, um, I I have other things that I'm going to have to play along with this to just really tie a bow onto this, but bombshell allegations by FBI special agent Steve Friend contained in a whistleblower complaint filed late Wednesday with the Department of Justice Inspector General reveal a politicized Washington, D.C. FBI field office cooking the books to exaggerate the threat of domestic terrorism and using an overzealous January 6th investigation to harass conservative Americans and violate their constitutional rights. Of course, for those listening to this program, y'all are pretty well aware of all that. (laughs) Right. So this article goes on to say, friend who did not vote for Donald Trump in the 2020 election, which by the way, they have to put that how insane is that? Just Let's just take a second and realize they have to put that in this article mm-hmm. because that somehow makes it more credible. Anyway, said that he yeah. told his immediate boss twice that he believed the raid, there, there was a raid that they were going to do in August 24th raid on a J- January 6th subject in Jacksonville, Florida. He believed that the raid... And the investigative process leading up to it violated FBI policy and the subject's right under the Sixth Amendment to a fair trial and Eighth Amendment right against cruel and unusual punishment. It's interesting. So, this is what started the spiral of what happened to this guy. Here are parts of his allegations in the whistleblower complaint. The Washington, D.C. field office is manipulating FBI case management protocol and farming out January 6 cases to field offices across the country to create the false impression that right wing domestic violence is a widespread national problem that goes beyond the Black Swan event of January 6, 2021. Mm-hmm. Now, now, remember, FBI leadership. Christopher Ray and even Attorney General Merrick Garland have all come out and said that the greatest threat to the United States of America is domestic violent extremism from the right wing. They knew that this wasn't true, so they will manufacture it, which goes to our point that maybe a lot of this stuff that they're doing is to try to radicalize people
2: on the right. It's hard to know. Like There very clearly is a concerted effort by top-level bureaucrats in the U.S. government to, to take the very broad and powerful apparatus of anti-terror and uh, domestic law enforcement and twist it into a way to stifle their own political opposition, to crush those that oppose them. And it is, I don't know, it's, it's hard to know where that necessarily ends. How far will these people go? How brazen are they going to get? What, I mean, as you and I know, we both have worked in the intelligence sphere. We know there are a number of safeguards that they were tr- that were put in place to prevent exactly this sort of thing. But somehow there is collusion within this large federal bureaucracy to bypass the safeguards that are that were legally put in place in order for them to to get away with. Stife trying to target the political opposition to the ruling regime mm-hmm. in the United States of America. I mean, you can view it as the coup has already happened. And we're now sitting in the post-coup environment going, wait a minute, when did the entire bureaucratic and administrative state get twisted against me? Holy shit. Yeah, the, the, the coup
1: happened when Democrats completely changed voting laws to ensure that they would win the election.
2: Yeah. Yeah, January 6th was a coup, but not in the way we think, not in the way the media wants to tell you.
1: Yeah. Well, here's, here's more from the complaint, um, just, to, just to wrap this up here. As a result, he was listed, or as a result of the um, random field office manipulating FBI case management. Um, as a result, he was listed as lead agent in cases he had not investigated and in which his supervisor had not signed off on in violation of FBI policy. FBI domestic terrorism cases are being opened on innocent American citizens who were nowhere near the Capitol on January 6, 2021, based on anonymous FBI tips to an FBI hotline or from Facebook spying on their messages. These tips are turned into investigative tools called Guardians after the FBI software that collates them. So Facebook can send your private messages to a database known as Guardian. Um, Or people can call in, call an FBI hotline and report you, and that report will get put into the FBI database called Guardian. And then all of a sudden, it'll get farmed out to different FBI field offices where they'll suddenly start um, investigating you for terrorism. Also, the FBI post facto designated a grassy area outside the Capitol as a restricted zone when it wasn't restricted on January 6th, in order just to widen the net on prosecutions. The FBI also intends to prosecute everyone, even peripherally associated with January 6th, and another wave of January 6th subjects are about to be referred to the FBI's Daytona Beach Resident Agency for investigation and arrest. Remember when I opened the program with saying we're six weeks out, or around that, from the midterms?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Suddenly there's a new wave of January six subjects guys. Interesting well, how isn't that, works. that
2: awfully convenient.
1: The Jacksonville area was inundated with guardian notifications and FBI agents were dispatched to conduct surveillance and knock on people's doors, including people who had not been in Washington DC on January six or who had been at the Trump rally that day, but didn't go inside the Capitol. Friend said he was punished after complaining to his bosses, uh, about being dragged into January six investigations that were violating citizens, Sixth amendment rights due to overzealous charging by the DOJ and biased jury pools in DC. His top secret security clearance was suspended last week because he entered an FBI space to download, uh, the employee handbook and guidelines for employee disciplinary procedures. In September, in a September 16th letter from the head of FBI human resources, he was told he was losing his security clearance because he quote espoused beliefs, which demonstrated questionable judgment and demonstrated an unwillingness to comply with rules and regulations. In the whistleblower complaint friend describes reprisals from his superiors after he voiced his conscientious objections. He says that they ignored his complaint about manipulative case file practice, which creates false and misleading crime statistics, constituting false official federal statements. Quote, instead of hundreds of investigations stemming from an isolated incident at the Capitol, FBI and DOJ officials point to significant increases in domestic violent extremism and terrorism around the United States. At no point was I advised or counseled on where to take my disclosure beyond the reprising officials above. The threatened reprisal constituted a de facto gag on my whistleblowing. On August 19th, he first told his immediate boss, uh, uh, senior resident agent Greg Federico, that he believed it was inappropriate to use an FBI SWAT team to arrest a subject for a misdemeanor offense and opined that the subject would likely face extended detainment and biased jury pools in Washington, D.C., I suggested alternatives such as the issuance of a court summons or utilizing surveillance groups to determine an optimal safe time for a local sheriff's deputy to contact the subject and advise them about the the existence of an arrest warrant. Federico told him it would have been better to have just called in sick rather than voice his objection and threatened reprisal by indirectly asking him how long he saw himself continuing to work at the FBI. Four days later, Friend was summoned to Jacksonville to meet the next level bosses, special, uh, special agent in charge, Colt Markovsky and Sean Ryan about his refusal to join the SWAT raid. He told them about his concerns over irregular case handling of J6 matters and believed that they were in violation of a legal rule known as Brady that requires prosecutors to disclose evidence that would be, that would exonerate a defendant. They asked if he believed if any January 6th rioters committed crimes, and he replied, quote, Some of the people who entered the Capitol committed crimes, but others were innocent. I elaborated that I believe some innocent individuals had been unjustly prosecuted, convicted, and sentenced. Markovsky then asked Friend if January 6th rioters, rioters who quote, killed police officers should be prosecuted, even though no such thing happened. When Fred pointed out that, quote, there were no police officers killed on January 6, 2021, Markovsky, Markovsky told him he was being a, quote, bad teammate. Both agents then threatened reprisal by warning that my refusal to go on the SWAT raid could amount to insubordination and references were made to my about my future career prospects at the FBI. A week later, he was told to meet top eight, the top agent in Jacksonville, special agent in charge, Sherry Onks, who told him he needed to do some soul searching and decide if he wanted to work for the FBI. When he told her that many of his colleagues expressed similar concerns but have not vocalized their objections to FBI executive management, she told him his views represented an extremely small minority of the FBI workforce. She then shared her emotional experience of fearing for her life on January 6, 2021, when she was sitting on the seventh floor of the secure J. Edgar Hoover building, FBI headquarters, after protesters one mile away, quote, seized the Capitol and threatened the United States's democracy.
2: So these are the people in charge of the FBI. Yes. This is the FBI. They seemingly believe that police officers were killed in january 6th
1: yeah because the media lies about it. democrat politicians lie yeah they either maliciously lie about it or they have done zero actual research you know investigation
2: right but if you're in the fbi and you're basically talking to people and they're staking their careers off of this and you haven't done any due diligence on the realities of January of January 6th, it kind of proves to me that you're a political actor and you know it. Yeah. And that the atmosphere within the FBI is so politicized that nobody that has a alternate perspective is even allowed to speak. Which, if that's the case then there is absolutely no reason to assume that all of these people working at the FBI wouldn't be colluding with each other to bypass their own internal safeguards that would prevent them from being a political tool for the Democrat Party, because they all desire to be a political tool for the Democrat Party and feel like they're doing God's work by suppressing people that they disagree with.
1: What's a little violating of the Constitution if you're saving democracy?
2: I absolutely that's absolutely the mental landscape that they're operating on. I mean, mean, it is kind of terrifying to think that people with that much power. It's okay. Let's go back to the school board thing. This is very similar to that. It's like the FBI has a lot of power to ruin your life. And so if you do something they don't like, well, are you going to find yourself suddenly investigated? Are you going to find yourself suddenly with a, a SWAT raid? Just like how if you, do, if you disagree with the school board, you'll suddenly find your child is trans. Right. Well, it seems, seems very similar and extremely sketchy.
1: Well, now, it's interesting because, you know, what we're talking about here is, is the, the use of the Department of Justice to try to, you know, going after the political opponents, of, uh, going after the political opponents of Joe Biden and the Democrat party. Mm -hmm. And what, what kind of legality or, or, you know, how, how do Democrats view the legalities of things like this? Well, why don't we look at the house majority whip Steny Hoyer, you know, one of the top ranking Democrat representatives in the United States of America and he went to a county fair. You know, it's midterm time, right? So you go to county fairs and you do stump speeches. And um, he's extremely triggered over a uh, Trump sign that he saw at the county fair. And uh, listen, listen to what he has to say about it.
2: I went to the Charles County Fair last weekend. I went to the Democratic booth, and as I always do, I went to the Republican booth. And the biggest sign was Trump one. Okay. We are a nation of laws. Are we trying to respect a nation of laws?
1: It, it, it feels like he's saying that it's illegal for you to have a a sign that says Trump won.
2: Yeah, he's saying that if you believe Trump won, then that we're not, then you don't think we're a nation of laws. Now, I think a lot of people on the left are pushing this essentially dishonestly, as if you believe Trump won, then that's somehow anti-democratic. They, you know, I think it's all very ridiculous, but I feel like the frame that they want people, the way that they want people to think about this is, if you think Trump won, then you're I don't know, fundamentally a bad person, I guess. It's okay. You're anti-democracy.
1: You're a criminal. Yeah. If you disagree, yeah. you're a criminal. Yeah. We're a nation of laws and we get to write the laws and the law is you don't get to, you don't get to question shit.
2: It is certainly very interesting that they make and, statements like this.
1: Well, and what's fascinating is let's buttress this up against, you know, we, we don't need to dive too much into into the this whole thing. But the, the attorney general of New York, Letitia James, uh, is suing Donald Trump, not charging him with a crime. She's suing him for business fraud, which makes zero sense. But anyway, she's suing him for business fraud and she's trying to make it to where him and his kids and his associates cannot do any business in New York, which, okay, you know, it's dumb. It's we're, we're just weeks out from a midterm election. This is all politicized nonsense, except she's been signaling this intent since she was elected in 2018. Here's several clips of Letitia James, by the way, Steny Hoyer said, we are a nation of laws, try to respect a nation of laws. This is the attorney general for New York This is what she had to say about what she's going to do about Donald Trump, even while he's president. Will you sue him for us? Oh, we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain in the ass.
0: I will never be afraid to challenge this illegitimate president.
1: We need to focus on Donald Trump. We need to follow his money. What is fueling my soul right now is Trump. This
0: illegitimate president, I look forward to going into the office of attorney general every day. And then going home good morning
2: see if you don't believe that these people would twist a democracy would lie on an election would do any of these things it's like listen to how they talk and you think that those people wouldn't find any loophole they could to manipulate a u.s election in order to keep trump out to keep their guy in office or out of office it's like, so it's delusional
1: like See, like Steny Hoyer, super triggered over seeing a Trump one sign. We're, we're, goddamn it, we're a nation of laws. Um, but Letitia James, oh yeah, no, uh, elect me as Attorney General, and I'm going to, um, you know, uh, elect me as Attorney General, and I'm going to make sure that I sue Donald Trump. In fact. Um, When I'm attorney general, I look forward to going in every day, suing Donald Trump and going home. She was literally elected on, she was elected on the, I'm going to persecute our political enemies. I'm going to persecute Donald Trump. She's been in that office for years now, and she just now is suing Trump right before, like, it's like she has to make up that campaign promise. Now, remember, Letitia, your main campaign promise was that you were going to go after the bad orange man and put him in jail. We don't give a shit for what. Now, understand, this is New York. This is the same place where they leaked his taxes and nothing happened. It's the same place where they looked into the alpha bank allegations that nothing happened. And we found out we're completely made up by the Hillary Clinton campaign. This is also Mm -hmm. where they've investigated like what, eight, 10, 12, a hundred different things. Now, finally, she's got another one up her sleeve. Are you shitting me right now? This is obvious to everybody. I just want Democrats. To come out and be honest and say, I don't actually care what they go after Trump or other Republicans for. I think that the crime that they committed is being Republican. Because at least then we're dealing with an honest playing field instead of this nonsense for years where every single new bullshit allegation, Democrats are like, this one's legit though. The others were legit, they just didn't
2: stick. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and it it shows anybody that is this anybody that's anti-Trump anymore. I kind of feel like either you're a fool, or you're an enemy. Either you're a fool, or you're playing for the other team. I, yeah. I mean, and it's and it's not that I necessarily have to have say you know Donald Trump is the great god emperor. It's just simply a litmus test. It's a litmus test for are you honest or not. Because by, by no honest metric can you look at, say, um, can you look at Trump and then everyone on the left and say, one of these is so much more, so much worse than the other. That's just, it's just, it's impossible. It doesn't make sense. And the only way you can make it make sense is if you are, in fact, trying to lie to yourself and others. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's- but our democracy. It's like, listen, it's like, no one cares about the democracy anymore. The only people caring about the democracy are the people that the democracy is aimed to try and prevent from gaining political power, which is conservatives. Yeah,
1: this is just the, the idea. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it, this is this is what is happening <laughs> this, these these people are perfectly comfortable and confident in the idea of oppressing their political opposition. And so it's very simple it's it's very simple is you there there's h there's one choice or well there's two choices in November regardless of your feelings when it comes to the republican party or or not is are you okay with a group of elites being able to oppress united u s citizens uh for not going along uh with what they want or do you at least want to try and save this Republic before it completely burns to the ground. Right. And I don't like that hyperbole usually in elections, but the FBI is kicking in the doors of people for pushing in a a Democrat activist. The FBI is firing federal agents for bringing up the constitution and saying that they're a bad teammate because they're not believing in a lie. Right. So I think it's a pretty simple, it, it, it's a pretty simple metric to have now, Kevin McCarthy this week released the commitment to America, which is a revision of Newt Gingrich's contract with America, which is what won Republicans, a majority in the house of representatives in the mid nineties for the first time in 40 years. And what it is, and I'll, I'll post it up on Twitter, it's a list of things that the Republican Party is promising to do. And think I want you to think of this a little bit differently um, than just platitudes that are normally stated. Because what it is, is it's an actual tangible list that you can hang to beyond the midterms and hold Republicans accountable to, which is why things like this are powerful. But the other side of it, is these types of lists, this list of solutions that the Republican Party is presenting is based on polling data. And they only put things on that list that they know have at least a 60% approval rating with the majority of Americans because that's kind of how you win. There are sure. things in this commitment to America from Kevin McCarthy, like securing the supply chain and being less reliant on China, protecting women's sports against transgender male athletes, giving parents a right to understand what's going on in their child's education, a right to know what teachers are teaching, and a right to know how their tax dollars are being spent in public education. Mm -hmm. It talks about energy independence, not being dependent on foreign oil, being an America that produces its own natural gas, produces its own fossil fuels, produces its own oil to bring down prices. It talks about being competitive in the United States of America by getting rid of all of the foreign dependencies and building an uh, American manufacturing that is strong and an economy that's strong. That all sounds well and good. And I understand a lot of people have heard a lot of promises from Republicans. That's not the part I want you guys to take home is this last little bit of the show. I want you to take home that these things that were being said by Kevin McCarthy and are written down in the contract with, or the commitment to America, these were polling at at least 60% nationwide, which means all of the bullshit that Democrats are saying is a lie. They do not have a majority in this country because three, four years ago, everything Kevin McCarthy was saying would have been taken as being absolutely radical, but it's not mm-hmm. now the American people are done with rampant liberalism and its destruction on American society. And I think that's why you're seeing the FBI kick in doors of regular people. Yeah. Because yeah, they're in that. the death knells. hmm Any final thoughts, Alan, before I start the awesome outro music and we say goodbye to this wonderful audience?
2: You know, I, I think that it's one of those... Uh, I guess I don't have much other than there absolutely is a clear effort to twist the mechanisms of the United States into a into a form that we don't that that is going to be intentionally designed to hurt you and people like you. And anyone that says we, that we shouldn't worry that we can let our guard down, that we can all be OK. I think is it dis, is, disingen- is being disingenuous, even if let's say we get a we win the midterms, we take the House, we take the Senate, Trump gets reelected, all of it, let's say it all comes to fruition. We will still be living in a country where there is a essentially insurgency of left wing activists in all layers of bureaucracy that are doing everything they can to twist the country into the hands of people who hate us. And regardless of of what happens in the midterms or the next election, that is not going away and needs to be dealt with if we are ever going to have actual peace, security and cohesion within our nation.
1: Yeah, we, we need to do the hard work. This is going to be going, yeah. Th- th- this is. There's not one single solution. This is not gonna be solved in one election cycle. But what you can is, is while we go down this road and put in that hard work, understand that there's a far larger amount of Americans that support getting rid of it than want to defend it. So that's going to be the final thought. Um, I'm Aaron from the East Coast. I'm Alan from the West Coast. And this is Wrong Think Radio. We'll see you all next week. Thanks, everyone.